Did he get it? Yes, so he did! Touchdown, Detroit Lions! You're listening to The One Podcast. Hello and welcome to another episode of The One Podcast. I'm Tori Petri, joined by Lions legend Lomas Brown. Hey! Lomas, how <laughs> is your Wednesday going? My Wednesday is going pretty good, Tori. It's not as cold outside as it has been the previous day, so that's a, a plus right there. Uh, today is Wednesday, so normally I have the house to myself, too. No kids, no wife, <laughs> uh, just me and the dog. So we, right. we bond on Wednesdays. And, of course, I come to see you and talk about Lions the Detroit Lions. So that's that's my typical Wednesday. Went by Popeyes today. Oh. It was the shortest line I've seen, but didn't have time to stop. It was the shortest. You didn't get the I chicken know. sandwich? Tori, I know. I was so disappointed I'm in myself. I'm disappointed in you. I know, but on the way back now. So when I go back, if that line is short on the way back home, I'm going. How about next Wednesday you bring me a Popeye's chicken you sandwich? Know, deal. I got you covered. <laughs> <laughs> well, next week is Thanksgiving week, so maybe it'll have to be the week after that. We'll see. But you guys listening, we do record this podcast on Wednesday, so that's uh, when we are hanging out. Uh, Lomas apparently hangs out with his dogs and then me on Wednesdays. What kind of dogs do you have, Lomas? I got one big 120-pound German Shepherd. His name is Albert. My son named him after Albert Einstein because he was so smart. I was thinking that this was about the Gators. It was, too. Those were the two reasons why he named him Albert, the Gators and Albert Einstein because he was so smart. I like it. Yeah. For those of you who don't know, of course, Lomas and I are Gators. We talk about it on the podcast all the time. Yes. the Gators mascot is named Albert. That's so. right. Yeah. And what was the girl mascot? Cause remember we had the Alberta. Albert, there you go. See, so we have an Albert and an Albert. Exactly. <laughs> I love it. Well, it's funny. Speaking of mascot named pets, you know, I have a cat. Okay. And my cat's name is Rory. <laughs> yeah. He's named after the lion's mascot, wow. Rory. I got him when I moved to Michigan and he's like a little fluffy <laughs> lion looking cat. He's orange whitish orange and has long hair and a huge mane and in the springtime I get him cut to look like a lion like oh. he gets shaved oh. and he has like a lion's mane around his head and little boots on okay. it's the cutest thing I have to see a picture of that yes yeah. Rory yes. Yeah. so you have Albert and I have Rory. Rory oh maybe we'll get them together maybe they can have a play day one day I love uh-huh. it I love it yeah. yeah your dog might be a little big for, for my cat although my cat uh He's a big guy himself. He's a big fella. Yeah, he's a big fella for there you sure. Go. They see you, and you're used to hanging around big fellas, guys in the locker room. Big I got my cat. podcast with there the big fella. There you go, fella. the podcast with the big fella. Yeah, <laughs> she, she's a big fella. She likes to hang around with the big fellas. <laughs> well, my cat is definitely my favorite one of all of them. Sorry, Lomas. That's all right. You guys That's are right up right. there together. Right up there together. <laughs> well, let's talk some football on this podcast here. Tough game to talk about this last weekend, Lions versus the Cowboys. It was going to be a tough game there there was no question about it so much talent on that Cowboys team the Lions defense has been struggling and that Cowboys offense is high powered and the Lions defense did struggle against them. Yeah, we did, Tori. And not in the way that I thought. I actually thought that Ezekiel Elliott would have a big game against us, and that might have been our struggle since we hadn't been that good on defense versus the run. But surprisingly, no. they did a very good job on Ezekiel Elliott. He didn't get loose. Um, maybe 40-something yards I think he had that day. So they did a nice job of him, but Tori – 
we go back to the quarterback position and getting pressure on the quarterback. You just can't let them sit back there like that. And Dak, ever since he's played us, they've been talking about he should get a contract extension. He has such a great game against us. So, you know, it's just to me, it was just a lack of pressure and a lack of us disguising things enough to kind of keep uh, Dak off off kilter. So it was a combination of those two things. I think that hurt us last week against the Cowboys. Yeah, we've talked about the pressure before. And Herman Moore comes on our postgame show, and he and I talked about the secondary and how they've had so many changes there, whereas at the beginning of the season you thought you knew, okay, Quandre Diggs and Tracy Walker, those are your starting safeties. Quandre Diggs gets traded. Tracy Walker goes down again in this game. So unfortunate for him. It's his first game back from injury. Yes. He goes down again in this game with an injury. And I feel like that inconsistency at the safety position has been tough to adjust to as well. Yeah, it has been, especially when you got young guys back there. Now, I know Tavon Wilson is a more experienced guy, but you you, you got uh, Will back there, um, and he's a rookie back there. So it's going to be uh, growing pains with him. And like you said, Tori, it's so hard to get chemistry and continuity when you got guys coming in and out because of injuries. And I know each and every group, you have to have that certain type of chemistry or that unspoken language between the guys. And it's just hard to develop that when you got, you got guys that, like I say, are hurt, not in the lineups consistently. So, you know, it's going to be some growing pains but again you know the the rush and the defensive secondary is tied together and when you don't get pressure on the quarterback you put so much pressure on the secondary to have to cover those guys for five six seconds that's a lot to ask Tori exactly and it's especially tough when it's rookies like Will Harris and C.J. Moore, who are in there at the safety position, and they're good players, yes. but it definitely makes it harder when you have to cover for longer. You're right, and and the simple routes, too. That's the part I think that's bothering me the most is it's simple routes. It's crossing routes that they run. It's deep out routes or it's deep in routes that they run, and those routes take time to develop, and it seemed like we would be able to get some pressure on those guys while they're waiting for those routes to develop and we just never do and it hurts us yeah let's talk about the offense because the offense I thought had a decent day against the Cowboys I mean you look at scoring 27 points and oftentimes that's enough to win an NFL football game and the offense was able to do that uh, this last week and I thought Jeff Driscoll looked more comfortable and we saw some good things from him I agree Tori and and I think uh, Jeff is getting more and more comfortable each and every week he's back there. I, I agree with you. I think the offense, they moved the ball. They got necessary first downs when they had to. They scored. Maybe we could score a little bit more, but they scored when they had their opportunities to score. But, again, like you say, if we can't get the opposing team off of the field on third down, then that limits your offense's opportunities to get out on the field and put up points. And that's kind of what you see going on. Other teams are having more opportunity to stay on the field and score when we're getting less and less opportunity because our defense just can't Mm -hmm. get these guys off the field on third down. So it's almost like that snowball effect, and then it starts affecting both sides of the ball. But I agree with you. I think we might have found our backup quarterback. And, of course, where did he go to? For a little while. Mm. For a little while, University of Florida, go Gators. (laughs) How did the offense change with him in there? I know he played the week before in Chicago, but it was such short notice. Uh, I doubt that the 
coach has had enough time to really build the offense mm-hmm. around him that weekend in Chicago, but now they had a whole week to prepare the game plan for Dr- Jeff Driscoll to be the quarterback against the Cowboys. How did you see it change? I just seen them add they, – they kept basically the same plays, almost the same formations, maybe one or two formations change. But what i seen from them is they just added other things to that. So, for example, Tori, um, on a couple of the run plays that i seen, the week before I didn't see the motion, the ghost motion, meaning the guy that, that comes behind and just runs like he's going to get the ball, but they never give it to him. I, I seen them add that, build that into the game plan. I see it where they invert the wide receiver, mean bringing the wide receiver from out wide and bring him down towards the line of scrimmage so he can invert in and try to help block uh, on the run plays. Okay. So I've seen different things that Coach Belville is trying to add into the game plan for Jeff, and that's the perfect thing to do. You don't want to throw a lot of things on him or throw a lot of different formations or plays in on him you want to take his base plays that you've been going over with him but start adding little things on to the base plays that you can run later on in the game and that's what I see coach Bevel's doing that makes your quarterback comfortable and that's a nice way of setting up plays for later on in the game so believe me Tori I, I coach Bevel He's been wonderful. He really okay. has. The offense has just been so wonderful. Like I say, I don't see a lot of the same formations. The plays are different. And his play designs, just some of the things he do with his play design, I just love it. I love what he's doing. And I think if that was Matthew Stafford, I see why Matthew was having the year he was having before he got hurt. Because, yeah. man, I think our offense is, is innovative now. And I think our offense is – 2019 offense. Okay, now. Yes, okay, I really that's do. high praise. I, I, I'm very, very pleased with Coach Belva and what he's come in. And well, done. I think that's something good for Lions fans to be able to look at amidst a season that obviously hasn't turned out how people have hoped that it would. To look at, okay, they did make a change at offensive coordinator last year, and that part's going yep, well for and them. It's paying off. You're absolutely right. So you know, it'd be important. My biggest thing, Tori, is with the team is now just watching the attitude, the body language of the team. Because you're out. We're out of the playoffs. You're well, out. Not mathematically. Not mathematically. But... True. I take that back. You're you're <laughs> absolutely right. We're not mathematically out of it. It's going to be real, real hard to get in there. Yeah. But. It's funny because there's, there's those little calculators online uh-huh. where you can say, okay, here's who wins all the games for the rest of the NFL season and it calculates who ends up in the playoffs and what spots and everything like that. It's and, a really cool tool to and go they on had there. Us still, if we were to win, if right? there's a if the Lions win out okay. and if some other teams lose lose some crucial games, okay. then it's still a possibility. All but it's right. fun to go on there and mess around. Obviously, if the Lions don't win this weekend against yeah. the Redskins, oh my God. that that does not work out. Boy, you're <laughs> absolutely right. But I'll say this, and this might be a transition. I'm sorry if it is. I looked at the Redskins, and if you just go down their roster and look at the names on that roster, they got some talent on that team. I'm, you talk about Jonathan Allen, first-round pick from Alabama. You talking about uh, Adrian Peterson. I know he's long in the in the tooth, but he's still capable. You look at their receivers; they got pretty nice receivers. Haskins, a young quarterback, and, the, and the, you talk about Ryan Kerrigan on defense. You talk about Josh. Norman over there on the defense, John Bostick at linebacker. 
you know, if you look at the record one and eight or what, whatever they are, you're like, oh, that's not a good team. Start looking down that roster at some of the names and some of the experience on that team, and you'll have a whole different vibe for what type of challenge that the Lions have on Sunday. Definitely. And, and we will talk more about that Redskins game. And something that we've talked about all season long is the Lions, uh, to, to return back to the offensive topic, I mean, the Lions not being able to get a run game going. Yes. And then Bo Scarborough comes in oh, this last yes. week. And I thought he was so much fun to watch, you know. It was his NFL debut, yes. and he got an opportunity against his former team. Yes. He was drafted by the Cowboys, yes. and he played well. Yeah, Tory. so this may be a – I don't know. Somebody asked me, and I hated to say this, but it seems like these guys are running harder. Bo, J.D. McKissick. I'm not trying to take anything away from the backs we had earlier, you know, and, and I'm not talking about carry-on, but some of the other backs that we had in there earlier – these guys run hard. Bo, I would love to have a guy like Bo behind me if I was blocking for okay. him. Because you know this guy's going to get that extra tough yard. Or it's going to take two or three guys to bring him down. And that's, that, that plays into your psyche as an offensive lineman. You love that. So, you know, I noticed that from the seventh floor watching the game. I'm like, wow, these guys seem to be running a lot harder. Now, I don't know, again, if that's Bo with fresh legs and he's out trying to prove himself. Sure. But it was a remark. It was a difference to me in the run game with how, just how hard those guys ran. Well, yeah, you look on paper, it was only 55 yards for Bo Scarborough. But, I mean, they were hard fought yes. yards. Yes, yes. And that's what you want. That's what you need, especially when you're trying to get your running game together or trying to get a running game that we hadn't had in years and years and years around here. So it was great to see. I'm curious your thoughts on this because watching the game, uh, you know, up from the press box, you're up on the on the seventh mm-hmm. floor as well. I felt like they sold the play action really well between Driscoll and Bo Scarborough. And I was like, this is fun. Because they they had me fooled a couple times. They had the defense fooled. They had the announcers on TV fooled. They had me fooled. I said it it like two or three times on radio. I was like, wow, that was an outstanding run fake by Bo because you're right. Tori, he carried it out so well. And that that little things like that well, and matter. Driscoll too. Exactly. And that 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 little things. And and when you start paying attention to the little things, that's encouraging because guys are paying. When you losing, believe me, everything, you don't even <laughs> want to pay attention to the little things. But they are, and that's a great, great point that you brought up. I thought that play action pass was wonderful. I thought they sold it, like you said, and I think that affected the defense, Dallas's defense a lot that day, too. I agree with you. You you hit it right on the head. Well, why do you think that is? I mean, obviously, Matthew Stafford is a very, very talented quarterback, and he's a starter on this team for a reason. Uh, on Johnson, a good running back as well. Obviously, the Lions miss having him out there, uh, but I just felt like it was working so well between those two guys. I don't yes. know if it was the chemistry between them or if maybe it's because uh, Driscoll's legs are more a, of a part of his game, so he's just learned over time to to sell that a little bit more. Or if it's two guys who just have a great opportunity in front of them there and are go. taking advantage there of it. There you go, Torrey. That's what I think it is. I think it's <laughs> two guys gotten opportunities and they're trying to take advantage of it. I listened to the reporters talk to Bo after the game and they kept trying to say, well, you know, 
is this something that you've been holding back on or does it feel like Alabama? And, and Bo said, this is what I do, that I got an opportunity. He kept saying, they've given me an opportunity. I want to thank them for this opportunity. So you could tell he wants to make the most out of this opportunity. And so does Jeff. They know they auditioning too, could be possibly auditioning for other teams too. So you always keep that in the back of your mind as a player. Show your Lions pride by going authentic with gear from shop.detroitlions.com. For a vast selection of t-shirts, hats, jerseys, and novelties with convenient flat rate shipping right to your doorstep, visit shop.detroitlions.com. Your 24-7 home for Lions gear. Lomas, the Redskins offense has really struggled Mm -hmm. to score, to get going. Uh, There was a stat earlier this week that said the Redskins offense up until this last game against the Jets hadn't scored a touchdown in something like 16 quarters of football and that's tough but you might see an opportunity for this defense to get things back on track a little bit I do I do I really do Tori I mean again you're going up against a young quarterback a rookie quarterback and I know we faced some rookie quarterbacks this year and I'm hoping that at this point in the season we know that we have to treat these rookie quarterbacks just like a veteran guy. You have to be able to get pressure on these guys. You can't let a rookie stand back there and get comfortable just like you can't let a veteran stand back there and get comfortable. So I'm hoping that what we can do is show them different looks. Even if we don't blitz, show him blitz looks and and drop out of it. But just show him different things to make him think or to make him hesitate for a second. Because if you could do a quarterback like that, then they will work in your advantage especially against a young guy. So, But we got to make sure that some of their veterans don't get loose. A guy like Adrian Peterson, yeah. he's hurt us in the past before, especially when he was with Minnesota. But he has hurt us in the past. And like I said, run, our run game isn't the strongest part of our defense right now. So we got to make sure this that guy doesn't get started and the quarterback don't get comfortable. How about on the other side of the ball? This Lions offense has been doing pretty well. We've seen some good stuff from them. We talked about that on the podcast already. Uh, What kind of opportunity is this game against the Redskins offensively for the Lions? I think we could do well against them. Again, you talk about a guy like Josh Norman and Landon Collins and their secondary, but Tori, I said every week, we have a top five receiving crew between Marvin Kenny Galladay, Danny Amadola, throwing the tight ends, TJ and Jesse, we have a formidable receiving crew. So I would like to see us, if we can, use it more. Now, I know we're limited with Jeff. I, I know that. But if we could use our receivers against the defense a lot more, I think it will maybe help open up the run game a little bit for us because teams right now, they just don't even care about the Detroit Lions run game. They're just loading up to try to stop the pass right now. But I think we could use short passes just like the run game, quick quick throws, slants, different things just to get the ball out of Jeff's hand, Jeff Driscoll's hand faster, and let the guys make plays. Let Kenny, let God, uh, Marvin, let those guys make plays once they get the ball in their hand. I think that's going to be the most effective way to attack this Redskins defense. Well, I think you still have to be careful with this game. Matt Patricia talked about it this week, that even though their record doesn't show really how maybe how much how- – talent is on their roster like you were talking about uh you still can't overlook them even though you have that thanksgiving day game coming up just after this one you cannot get caught sleeping that's right tori 
believe me, if I'm in the Washington Redskins locker room, I'm sitting there looking at the Detroit Lions like that's a team we should beat. We should be able to beat this team. I know they got to be thinking that way. That I know they are because that's how I would be thinking if I've watched a Detroit Lions team lose a couple of games in a row and don't have the confidence that they should have and everybody's had big yardage against them. I would be confident going into the game. So I'm talking about Dwayne Haskins. He's probably going to be confident. I'm talking about uh, the coach, the interim coach, um, Callahan. He should be confident about the play, the game planning that they put against this defense. I'm, I'm sorry, against our offense. And I think their defense is going to be con- uh, a lot uh, confident going into this game. So they're looking at us like we should be able to beat that team. So that's dangerous when you go to another team's place and they feel that they could beat you. Well, we'll see what happens, Yes, Lomas. we will. <laughs> In the great capital. We are. We're That's going right. to the capital. That's right. It's a fun road trip. I, I love enjoy it. Going I there. do too, Tori. I really do. I like all the sights. I like the monuments, all the different things you pass by. I do. I like that. And maybe, maybe we'll see our command, the POTUS. You think we might see him walking around the streets? You think the POTUS is walking around? You never know. <laughs> you never know. Momus, thanks so much for joining us on the podcast today. Appreciate it. And I will see you in D.C. Thanks.